Okay, welcome Nick to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So we're here today to find out about your fitness journey. So thank you for giving up your time on this afternoon. Um, I know you're very busy with clients and scheduling, etc. Um, but for the viewers, just give a brief intro of who you are and what you do, if you don't mind. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me, Scott. So my name's Nick um, and I am an online fitness coach. I am based in Glasgow, but I have clients all over the world, uh, which is pretty cool and kind of the part that I love about it. Um, so, yeah, I am, like I said, an online fitness coach, um, kind of PT first and foremost, and I run a, a kind of program called the Redefining Program. So it's based on, yes, getting, you know, whatever your fitness goal is, be it fat loss, be it, you know, just getting into a routine and just like starting to be a bit more active and looking at your health or, you know, maybe some strength-based goals. But yes, that's the, the kind of where you, you, what you come to me for. But the priority that we focus on is for you to become the healthiest, happiest, most confident you. So that is what I do and kind of where, where my background is. Nah, fantastic. So we're going to go way back to your school years. Um, what sort of stuff were you involved in? Back uh, then? Go, go from primary school into secondary. Cool. So I was a dancer born through and through. I came out the womb dancing. It was it's always kind of been a good. So um, yeah, I was a dancer and I was pretty, um, you know, I trained quite a lot when I was a kid. And then when I was about 12 years old, um, my dance teacher at the time, she kind of got into me, okay, you could you could actually have a shot at doing this professionally. You could actually make a career out of this. Um, and she was definitely like a big inspiration for me. So um, she kind of pushed me a lot. And then I started, you know, at about 12 years old training, you know, 20 hours plus on top of school. So I was training a lot. I dedicated my whole kind of high school career to it. Um, and so that's what high school was like for me. I honestly, I just trained 24 seven. So um, my like sporting background is more from the, the artistic side. So I yeah. wasn't that up um, and then that was actually my career before I was a coach so at 18 years old I worked for a company called Norwegian Cruise Lines and I had a really really great career I absolutely loved it it was you know my absolute passion it's what I dedicated like I said my whole childhood to so I'd worked all these years to achieve my goal and achieve my dream if you like of being a professional dancer and that's exactly what I'd done um, so I was very very fortunate to do that I worked with some seriously incredible you know pioneers within the industry as well so I kind of traveled all over the world it was pretty amazing um unfortunately I had an injury that ended my career pretty young but yeah dance like my back my background and kind of the fitness aspect of things was artistic it was as a dancer and aerialist yeah okay so which brings me on to my next point um you mentioned a, an injury there and um, mm -hmm. so challenges growing up um so let's talk about that injury if you don't mind of course, of course. So um, in terms of challenges, it was one of many. So I, you know, I, I was living my dream. I was outperforming. I was on a cruise ship. I was traveling the world. Um, you know, was very, very fortunate. And basically, so I did a lot of aerial work, so Cirque du Soleil type stuff. Um, and basically, my um, equipment or my apparatus malfunctioned while I was in flight. So it malfunctioned and kind of long story short, um, I didn't fall, but it hit me and I cracked my skull. So I had about a 12 week concussion afterwards and I was never quite right, but they never really knew what it was. They never really, um, you know, we just kind of thought, oh, she had a concussion and that was it. And um, that was just the end of it. Yeah. But it was actually two years later. So it was actually only last year. Um, but it was probably about 18 months ago, I was kind of, I was bed bound. Um, I couldn't get out of bed. I was so ill. And, you know, I had a maybe about six month battle trying to investigate to find out what it was. And I was diagnosed with 
um, an autoimmune disease and I was also diagnosed with a misfired of brain waves to my nervous system and I don't know what it's actually called but um, it was a pretty severe injury so I think you know take what a big takeaway for me or from that kind of situation was you know I had spent my whole life dedicating my 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 life to this career yeah. job, this this thing that filled me with so much passion and you know I was bullied in high school too and that was like I always said that dance saved me that was my outlet that was the one thing that allowed me to feel like I had a voice um yeah. even though you know no matter what happened to me that was my outlet that was my go-to and you know I was I was good at it so it was I could put my trust in that you know what no matter what I did as long as I gave 110 percent I was so cool um so I think, you know, the biggest hurdle, I had a really severe depression after that because I didn't just lose my job and my health, you know, I was bed bound. It wasn't just that, but I had lost my voice. I had lost the thing that defined me and yeah. the thing that I dedicated my whole entire life to. I didn't know much else other than being on stage. That's what my craft and I dedicated so much time to. So that was a huge hurdle for me to try. And that's why I talk about, well, that's why my program is now called the Redefine You program, because it's all about redefining yourself. And that's what exactly what I had to do was I had to come through that journey and, you know, define myself and my own self-confidence and my self-belief. I yeah. went being a performer without being on stage. Ah, oh, fantastic, uh, Nick. And, you know, you've, you've probably just answered um, one of the questions later on. Um, what makes your program unique to others? Yeah, um, but I think you've summed that up in that sentence. Um, yeah, you yourself exactly, and that's what it was all about for me. That's what fitness was to me. And um, you know, as a dancer, I didn't, you know, I had a bit of disordered eating, I wasn't really, you know, I used to train like I used to do cardio, weight train, and do three shows in a day off of a hundred calorie packet of um, wow. oats and an apple yeah. and so much caffeine, I could see sounds so. <laughs> I didn't have the knowledge on how to feel my body and look after my body. And even though I was performing in front of, you know, 2000 people a, a night, I, I wasn't confident in who I was. I wasn't confident in my, my body as such as yeah. well, because as a dancer, you're, ridic you're not ridiculed, but you are, how you look is dependent on if you get a job, whether your hair is brown or blonde or whether you're five foot four or five foot seven, or whether you have, I once didn't get a job because I didn't have the right jawline. So I think after having all, you know, I was bullied through high school and then I lost my, you know, the thing that gave me purpose and the thing that gave me purpose also installed a lot of um, a lack of self-belief. So that's why I think the redefining program is so different because yes, we focus on, you know, fat loss or muscle gain or, you know, growing your glutes or whatever it is your, your specific goal is the thing that I want you to get out of it is for it to make you the most confident and the healthiest and the happiest person that you can possibly be. Um, I actually just received a message from a client the other day and she, um, she actually just left her job and got a brand new job that she was not happy in. And she's now got a much better job. So it's more time with her kids, her family. Um, and it's things like that, that you don't realize bleed in, you know, when you become confident in yourself and it just, it starts with opening the door of your fitness journey, but it bleeds into every aspect of your life. When you're confident in who you are, you're, you're unstoppable. No, definitely. I totally agree with that, uh, Nick. Um, so let's chat about how, how you actually got involved with health, health and fitness as a career um, after, was it after the accident? So I, when I was on ship, so very, very fortunate when I worked on the cruise ship, I, we had a lot of downtime. So we would perform, you know, see, I had three shows, whether it was a 
three day cruise, a 10 day cruise, a five day cruise, a 20 day cruise, we still only had three shows, right? So yeah. we had a lot of downtime. So we were very, very fortunate in that aspect. Um, and I wasn't one of these people that kind of wasted time. Like I didn't just want to, you know, get up at noon and, you know, kill time until the night time for a show. And then, you know, do you know what I mean? Like I just, I wanted to make the most of my time. So I was always kind of, I knew that I lacked education. Um, and you know how to feel my body well and how to train for my specific goals and stuff like that so it was something that I had a bit of interest in and I was fortunate enough as well to be in a financial position where I could invest in that so I started qualifying for my level two and three PT courses while I was at ship or while I was on ship and I still a performer um, and I did some more qualifications as well above and beyond that but that was my introduction to kind of learning actually you know the basics of nutrition the fundamentals of training um, you know the fundamentals of a healthy lifestyle all that good stuff um, and that was my introduction so I actually started weight training when I, I used to be a cardio bunny um, when I was a dancer so before <laughs> I was about 19 or well, 18 years old I was a cardio bunny I was just always on the treadmill or something like that and so it was about 19 years old when I started weight training and for me weight training was so empowering because I feel like your goals are endless there's no there's no stopping to you uh, there's no kind of end goal is such you say you want to hit 100 kilo squat you go for that cool you can transfer that skill into something else you can transfer that skill into a deadlift or running a 5k or whatever it is you want to do starting crossfit so i kind of love that weightlifting introduced me to so many different aspects and i think that's something that i want you know people watching this or the, any girls that are watching this to take away that you know you can you, there's yes you may feel like a beginner but the opportunities are endless and you don't have to follow a specific style of training and you don't have to you know be a typical girl that does hip thrusts and deadlifts and only wants to grow their glutes like if you want to go and <laughs> run or start crossfit or even just take class or even just walk like there the opportunities are endless and there's no kind of like specific goal you need to achieve within that oh definitely so we touched on earlier um you know your training so obviously you do all your online coaching. So what's your current fitness routine um, and how do you build that around your busy schedule? Of course. So my training has varied a lot recently. So I love running. Um, so one of the things I was told when I had this injury is I'd never be able to train really again. I would never be able to, I was told I was never be able to run. I was told I would never be able to kind of do squats and deadlifts because of my condition's postural so yeah. going up and down is too quick then it affects my blood pressure all that good stuff um so it was kind of my goal when they told me that last year it was my goal to defy the odds and say do you know what well you said I can't do it so I'm going to do it so, <laughs> um I have literally all, all I've been doing for the past kind of couple of months is building up my tolerance within my condition to be able to run so I've now like you know ran a, my first couple of 10ks I'm hitting 80 kilo squats and stuff like that so my training has been honestly just challenging what I was told I wasn't allowed to do Fantastic. or I wouldn't be able to do, not that I wasn't allowed. So um, that's what last year was. So this year I do have a few goals. So um, I'm kind of training four weight sessions a week, two upper, two lower, um, and then one or two running sessions in a week as well, just because, again, that's something that I really enjoy. I want to push my distance and that type of stuff. So I train probably about five times a week, sometimes six, but that works for me and that doesn't work for everyone. So, you yeah. know, if there's girls that are watching this like that you don't want to start there you don't you know if you're you can only make it three times a week or two times a week that's totally fine start there because I started there as well and some 
sometimes I only get three sessions in. So I am, I think it's important for anyone watching this that, you know, they recognize that it's, you don't have to be training every day. Um, but how I fit it in with my busy schedule is I make it a non-negotiable and I do this with my clients as well. So we sit down at the beginning of the week and we kind of put in our non-negotiables for the week. So I always tell my clients to set three to five daily non-negotiables. Um, and when they go to plan their week, they always put it into their kind of planner. So into their diaries, whatever it is. So I put all my like work things in and then I put my training in. That's the second thing that goes yeah. in. Um, because for me, you know, it, whether it be weight training or going for a walk or whatever that activity is, um, being able to allow my body to move makes me feel 10 times better I feel more energized so why wouldn't that be a priority do you know what I mean yeah nah totally and then so I'm going to ask a question that I normally ask people um so what do you prefer am training or pm um I actually don't know I don't like fasted training I'm not into that it doesn't work for me yeah. I get hungry I don't do well when I'm hungry <laughs> um, yes so I like anything in between. I don't like working out too late either because I feel yeah. tired and I want to chill out. So honestly, like kind of anywhere between 11 and 6, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fantastic. What are you? Do you prefer AM or PM? Oh, definitely AM for me. Because, oh, yeah. um, you know, because I start my shifts at quarter to six in the morning. So um, I, lately, the last couple of weeks, I've been going out like, 4am runs you know before my shift um but i plan to continue that um to do, go to the, the gym group um just to do a weight session cardio before my shift um but no i think for myself uh, if i know i've got a class or i need to train after work um and i've not trained in the morning it's on my mind all day and it's yeah it's a negative for me so it's harder for me to train at night yeah personally but am always for me yeah. i think it's so important as well for people that are watching this to know that there's no right time to train like it's so yeah. different everyone like you're a 40 a.m workout or person and i am definitely not someone that works <laughs> i think it's important that we all know that there's so many you know there's no one type that fits all no nah, definitely not um and we, we spoke about it earlier in your nutrition so how do you handle that now and and what aspect so in the aspect that you've you've got your knowledge now, so as before, you were only maybe intaking a hundred calories. Is that right? <laughs> um, so, what have you got? Certain goals around your nutrition just now that you're you're following? Of course. So, my in terms when it comes to nutrition, I want to be fueling my body. That's all I care about. I want it. You know, if I don't eat enough, I know that it flares up symptoms within my health, and it's just not worth it. So. And I love food. I have such, I have the biggest sweet tooth and I enjoy going out for dinner. I enjoy going out for a glass of wine in my dinner. Like I don't want to have that restriction on there and I don't ever want my clients to have that restriction of good or bad foods either. So it's really important that I set the example for them. So um, I honestly don't have any restrictions. I love chocolate. That's definitely I eat that every day. Um, you know, there's, I, there's no restriction within what I eat. Um, I am pretty regimented in the sense I eat pretty much the same things every, every day. Um, but just because it works for me and my schedule, um, yeah. because I'm scared to try anything else, it just it just works for me. Um, so like I know before I work out, I always have oats because it, I just know it sits good in my stomach. I know it feels me. I feel good. I can go in a good session. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. that kind of aspect. I am in a little bit of a deficit just now, 
But again, it doesn't change my food choices. It just reduces the quantity of them a little bit. And again, it's nothing extreme. So um, yeah, I, I don't believe in there being ever any restriction when it comes to your nutrition. Okay. And what about when you've, you've, you've finished a run or you've finished a session? What's your favourite snack or drink to, to have after that? Um, normally just whatever the next meal is. So like, again, I probably train before dinner. So it's just whatever my dinner is, is my post-workout snack or a post-workout meal. Um, yeah. I don't really have like a go-to. I would say my pre-workout my pre-workout meal is like my ritual and then my post-workout is just whatever dinner is. So. All right, okay. And what about your, do you have a cheat day? Um, again, I don't believe in restriction for it to, I don't believe in restricting myself to have a cheat day. I believe in that 80-20 principle of 80% of the foods that I eat are wholesome and nutritiously dense and 20% are more fun foods. Those things I enjoy like chocolate, like crisps or a glass of wine or whatever so I don't okay. have cheat days because I don't okay. believe in that restriction no that's fine um so out of that 20 percent what would your your favorite go-to be um if it was either sweets crisps wine uh, if you could always pick dessert. always dessert <laughs> me and my partner go out for dinner quite a lot so whatever dessert is I'll, I'll take it if it's sugary yeah. covered in ice cream and all good. Nah, I'm there. I'm still, still <laughs> I like that. And what about you know? You've obviously you've got a busy schedule, um, and your your home workouts, and you know you're doing your own training. But what's your most favourite part of your your own routine from the week? Um, in terms of training. Yeah, well, just out of your your full week of being an online coach and just being involved in health and fitness. Yeah. Um. Mm, good question do you know what I enjoy the calm before the storm in the morning so I like to sit with my book and a cup of tea that sounds so boring but I do I enjoy that and then obviously at the weekends I substitute the cup of tea and me and my partner watch an episode of whatever we're watching so I enjoy the calm before the storm I enjoy a morning where I sit with my coffee and I'm you know present in whatever I'm doing whether that be reading or you know again with my partner or we're watching something or if it's brunch I just like the camp before the storm so um my coffee and whatever I'm doing being present is kind of sets me up for the day nah good and how did you you know obviously you mentioned your injury so that was about 18 months ago is that right what happened about it happened over four years ago but it took two years for any sort of diagnosis okay so for you uh, Nick how did you cope with the pandemic? Um, the pandemic wasn't a great time in my life because the, it was just before the pandemic I had kind of got all my diagnosis or my diagnoses or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that was hard being bed bound and unable to really move. Um, well, not that I wasn't able to move, but I wasn't really able to be active. You know, everyone was like, you know, I remember everyone was doing like that nominate five for 5K. Like yes. I was getting nominated, but I was... I was I made myself ill trying to do it um so that was really hard I also we lost a family member during you know, the very early stages and you know there was a lot going on in my life at that point I also was only six months into coaching at the time so that was like a whole you know I had to go from I worked in the gym floor before so I had to go from learning how to be in the gym floor to being online overnight so it was a really stressful time for me I was also going through a lot of my personal life um but Something that I always say, and I think, it, again, it's, I hope there's enough takeaways in this for other people, but my biggest lesson was just focus on whatever is at hand. Like, be focused on whatever 
task it is and if you've got a hurdle or something you're overcoming or if there's any sort of difficulties you're not sure where to start just start start with a singular habit and then build upon that whether that be you know I wasn't feeling too well at the time I was bed friend for most of it and sometimes getting up in the morning was like my biggest task of the day just getting up and going for a shower but see once I'd done that I was proud of myself because I was the one that took the step forward to make a change um, so again if anyone was going through a rough time or starting their own fitness journey by you just taking that first step is you making a change to better yourself and I think that's important no definitely and you mentioned there uh, working on the gym floor Nick mm-hmm. um, so in comparison um, the gym floor to online coaching what do you prefer now prefer online coaching because I get to cover so many other aspects of my client's fitness journey other than just training I get to cover you know nutrition and lifestyle and self-care and we get to actually spend time creating recipes and books and guides and stuff like that and things that you can actually take my clients can take away and improve their whole entire lifestyle with I still offer um, private group coaching for my clients once a month and we get together as a team um, and it's in a private facility so I do still kind of have that kind of kind yeah. of person aspect but I just think for my clients personally they get so much more out of it um in terms of being able to cover all those other aspects which is the things I love as well like we love talking about self-care and our, our private group we love talking about you know our favorite you know sales that are happening and like in terms of gym clothing and our favorite you know I don't know like exercises and when someone has a PV we get to celebrate it all together so I think that's pretty cool. No definitely um and for yourself um how would you what's your opinion on mental health for exercise yeah so you know I said this earlier on in the the podcast that for me training is such an important part of my week because it makes me feel good and it makes me feel energized it always makes me feel happier I always feel proud and accomplished finishing a session and I always tell my clients this as well like you know when they've finished a really hard day at work and they're like I just can't be bothered going to the gym do it that's exactly when you should do it because is you will you will never leave a session regretting done it you will always leave a session be like you know what I'm so glad I did that I feel so much better I'm proud of myself um and I think it's something that's really important as well as I talk to my clients about in terms of yes mental health but in terms of that self-care aspect so when you're looking after your mental health yes you want to sometimes you know slow down and give yourself that self-care that we see on Instagram you know the bubble bath and you know going for a long walk and cup of tea and a biscuit and being kind on yourself but sometimes self-care is giving yourself a kick up the ass and saying do you know what like I just need to get this done I just need to work out because it's going to make me feel better I know that I need to eat my protein with this meal because it's going to make me feel so you know less hungry throughout the day and so um, I think from that aspect that exercise is so beneficial for your mental well-being and I encourage my clients to go out for walks and um, get their sessions in for that aspect as well but you know, that self-care aspect of looking after yourself, but also giving yourself a bit of a tough talking to when you need it is so important. No, nah, totally. And, and the, the one thing you mentioned there was fresh air. Um, you yeah. know, we need to get out in the outdoors more often. I yeah. think that's the, the thing in Scotland because we obviously, you know, we don't have the greatest of weather. Um, but you tend to find that people are a lot happier when it's a wee bit sunnier and, there's no rain and there's no snow and there's no ice. Yeah. Um, but even just a wee walk, um, you know, yeah. a five, ten minute walk will, will change your mindset for that day. 
there was a study I can't again I can't remember the statistics on it and I can't remember who done it but being outside in the fresh air and nature is I can't remember the statistics but it does it's been scientifically proven to reduce depression and anxiety so yeah. you're getting out I always say to my clients when they're feeling super overwhelmed okay take five minutes and just go outside get some fresh air go for a walk put a podcast on no matter how long it takes just get out and get some fresh air because you'll never I always I think you always come back to it and um, feel so refreshed and it's something I always try and prioritize within my working day is in the middle of the day I go out for some fresh air because it always makes me come back in a good headspace no, definitely. And let's talk about Nick's uh, bad habits. So what bad habits do you have within health and fitness? <laughs> health and fitness? Or, um, your, or your, your working week. Um, sometimes I'm really bad for switching off. Like I always tell my clients you need downtime. So I you know, I was working with a coach and he always said to me, downtime, downtime always equals uptime. So you got to take that and for you to you know perform your best in work and training and stuff you've got to take that rest as well so although you know I preach it to my clients sometimes I'm the worst for not being able to switch off and I'm still messaging clients at <laughs> at night and I'm like oh my god I gotta get my phone off so I would say that's a bad habit for mine is I just I want to make sure that they're good and sometimes I don't look after myself to look after them so that's definitely <laughs> that's <very> a <laughs> priority <laughs> and what about pet hates within health and fitness um, I know the list could be pretty yes. endless here, um, but keep it to a minimum, maybe two or three, if you can. Okay, cool. So, um, motivation, I just, it doesn't work for me. Like, your motivation's a feeling, like, you've got to find something a bit more substantial to work upon. Um, yeah. So, I always say that, I think that's a, a pretty common one. Everyone, and all my clients know I hate that word, they never tell me they're not feeling motivated because they know I hate it. Um, <laughs> But I think something that really bugs me, and maybe this isn't like a common one, but it's absolutes. It's people saying, I can't eat sugar or I can't eat carbs or I, cardio is, I don't know, um, weight training will make me bulky. Those absolutes, like you don't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to be one way or the other. Um, you don't have to be a bodybuilder to weight train. You don't have to be a distance runner to run a 5K. Like you don't have to be in this square box. Like I said already in this podcast, the the opportunities within fitness and health are endless. So um, I think the absolutes annoy me, and not annoy me, but yeah, they do annoy me. But in the sense that, <laughs> um, you know, I, there's no absolutes. There's always going to be devil's advocate, unfortunately, and yeah. that is the thing as well. I think when you're in a bad mindset and you're like that all or nothing of I've I've goosed this diet, I've ate a cake, and I'm going to eat a pizza tonight because I might as well just start on Monday. No, just make a better choice in your next, your next, the next opportunity you have. So sure. I would say absolutes kind of annoy me. Okay. And if you don't mind me asking, how old are you just now, Nick? I'm 24. 24. Okay. So what age do you feel training age wise? In terms of like where my career is training wise? No, no. So, no. So what age do, what age do you feel um, your body is by going by how fit you how well you train yeah and um, I mean I think I'd feel my age I do feel my age I feel young I feel fit I do feel fit and um, I'm not the fittest out like I'm not an ultramarathon runner I'm not a bodybuilder that competes like I'm not on either extreme but I'm fit I'm healthy I look yeah. after myself I can challenge myself I feel my age I feel young I do feel fit okay no that's good um so what's your favorite exercise um 
I think it varies depending on where your training is, like depending on what your focus is. So when I was wanting my 10K, like that's not an exercise, but I wanted to hit that 10K. Yeah. I love doing it. Um, right now, though, I would say within my training, I either love a good like lap pull down or a squat. They're my two favorites at the moment. Okay. What would your worst exercise be? Um, hip thrusts because the setup just takes too long for me personally. <laughs> my clients love it, so I still program it. So yeah. <laughs> um, and leg extensions—they are great. Like I love them, but they they make me feel like I want to be sick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So when you go running or you're you're training on your own, do you listen to any music at all? Or is it always yeah. podcasts? No, I listen. I don't like listening to podcasts when I'm training. I'd rather listen to music. Okay. Um, what's your what what gets you going? What, um, what push, I'm not going to say motivates. What pushes you on? <laughs> um, Drake is like my my go to. Drake okay. is always on. Okay, and then say your your playlist mucks up. What would be the worst type of music that really just pushes you off? You know what's funny? This is so counterintuitive or counteracting what I've said. As a dancer, obviously, you know, I was in musicals and stuff like that. But see if a musical came on mid-session, I'd (laughs) (laughs) And what would you say your best memory of your fitness journey so far? Of my fitness journey? Um, Does that include my dance career? No, it doesn't. Well, you can if you want. Nah, let's leave that out. Um, because I would be endless on there. Um, <laughs> honestly, I would say running my first 10k. Um, being told I'd never be able to do it, and I I proved the odds that I could. Um, okay. I think that's pretty pretty cool, and that's probably something that I'm proud I'm most proud of because that only that doesn't show you know that kind of shows like the mental resilience that I've been able to build up after that injury. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say that's probably you know one of my biggest achievements. Yeah, and then so that 10k did you did you do that on your own or was it part of a proper event no i did it on my own it was just i just set the goal just off the cuff yeah yeah ah, that's good and then what's your best compliment you've ever received um, oh, so even if you want um you know the, the one i tend to use is the the majority of your feedback from your clients you could use that perfect okay that definitely helps and um, I think just when my clients appreciate that I'm there for them, um, I always tell my clients I'm in your corner. I'm in your corner. I'm on your side. We'll do it together. Um, so that's nice. And then something, you know, when my clients tell me, Nicola, chill out, take a break. I'm fine. <laughs> that's always quite nice. I guess that's cool. Yeah. And who's been inspirational for you around your journey? Um, my dance teacher is definitely my biggest inspiration. She definitely instilled in me that whatever I you know whatever I put my efforts into is what I'll get out of it um and then she taught me that the world's you know that the world's my oyster the sky's the limit so um I definitely say she's you know my biggest inspiration in the sense that she taught me to you know just give 110 percent and leave nothing on the table no I definitely totally agree and then you mentioned earlier um about your fitness goals Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your current goal that your, your your own target is just now? Cool. So at this moment in time, I am in a little bit of a deficit. I just want to tidy up a little bit, lose a few kilos, um, and just feel a bit 
better in my own body. Um, but after that, I'm not entirely sure. I've not set any kind of further goals. I know that I will have some performance-based goals. I would like to eventually run a half marathon if that's ever possible for me. So I would love to kind of strive towards something like that. And I want to just continue to see my lifts increase and the weights of my lifts increase. Ah, fantastic. So I'm going to hit you with some quick fire questions now. So cardio or weights? Oh, I love both. Can I say both? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Weights. <laughs> ah, Weights really fast that it's cardio. <laughs> okay. CrossFit, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Burpees, yes or no? No. Do I program them though? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I agree with that. Um, squat or deadlift? Squat. Okay. Fantastic. And for yourself, Nick, where, where would you like to see yourself? in the next one to three years within health and fitness for your own business? Yeah, my goal is just to continue helping and, you know, encouraging as many women as possible to be the healthiest, happiest, most confident. And that's my goal as a coach. And um, the more women I can help along their own personal journey, the better. So that's my goal within the fitness industry is to continue to create an outlet for women that isn't in a box. Yeah, fantastic. And then what advice would you give to people who are wanting to start to get involved with health and fitness or maybe dancing um, mm -hmm. for the first time? Yeah, cool. Um, so in terms of health and fitness, my advice would be try and not think of the absolutes, the all or nothing mindset. If you get yourself into that, I'll start again on Monday or I just don't have the motivation or um, I don't know what else, like I'll just eat the whole pizza. I've already had a slice you're just going to keep tripping yourself up and you will always end up back at square one. So um, my advice is to always try and not look at the absolutes. And, you know, every time you have the opportunity to make a decision that's going to benefit your health and well-being, take it. Um, and also as well, you know, if you've got to, like I would always say reach out to someone and that doesn't have to be working with a coach. It doesn't mean working with either of us directly, but it just means asking for advice, ask for support. Um, you know, the PTs on your gym floor or wherever you're training or whatever, the, the teachers that are teaching your classes, just ask them questions if you're unsure. Um, at the end of the day, if they're a good person, they're going to give you advice regardless. And that's literally what we are here to do in the fitness industry is help you or educate you and help you on your journey to be the best version of you, the healthiest, the most confident version of you. So ask questions. No, fantastic, Nick. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, but before we round up, um, where can people find you online? Social media, websites, etc. Perfect. So if you go to my Instagram, Nick Thompson Fit, um, you'll get all like that's where I'm mostly active. But you'll get access to like there's free, there's a free guide on there. So if you want to go and download that, you're more than welcome. Um, I have a free Facebook community group you can join. Um, I have my email list you can you can join. So head to my Instagram. Um, Nick Thompson fit and like I said there's loads of free content on there. Ah, fantastic and is there any questions you would like to ask me before we round up? Oh good thank you so much for having me on the podcast it's been a pleasure. No thank you Nicola thank you cheers. Perfect.